Anybody here on a diet? We got so many of those now and new ones keep popping up just like genders. You're listening to Earl Francis on this week's Rehash. I'm trying this intermittent fasting thing and so far it feels good. It's funny though that the less I eat, the better I feel. Feed me and oh, I'm useless for about an hour. I'm down for the count. As far as I can remember, this diet thing started out with the pyramid diet, then they inverted the pyramid. Now we have the Mediterranean, the Atkins, Jenny Craig, Weight Watchers, Keto, Vegan, and whatever else you got out there. Problem is, none of it really works. Well, except one, the infamous seafood diet, where we eat everything we see. Anybody can stay on that diet. But seriously, none of these diets truly are effective. Because most of us can stay on it. In fact, even that sentence, I am on a diet, tells you that at some point in time, I will get off it. That's what we do. Get on, get off, get on, get off. Never ending cycle. But if you think about it, the main culprit of obesity is really living in a first world country. Just look around. Does Africa or the slums of the Philippines have the obesity problem? They'd be lucky if they can scrounge up some kind of food for the day, let alone get fat. It sucks when we become complacent to the everyday routines and fail to look out for our own well-being. All the conveniences we enjoy in a first world country, ironically, contributes to our ailments. Take our commute to work, for example. We sit there in traffic in an air-conditioned vehicle. Even our public transportation is fairly comfortable, unless of course you get mugged or get stabbed by vagrants, but other than that, it's fairly comfortable. Compare that to the time when I was in the Philippines and I had to run after buses and jeepneys on my daily commute to school, hoping that I'll actually get there on time. For those who are not familiar, a jeepney is a Filipino innovation in public transportation. Someone had the bright idea of taking one of those World War II jeeps, stretch it out like a limo, put some banderitas on the antenna and hang a rosary on the rearview mirror and voila! What used to be a four-passenger jeep can now transport at least 12 and can be used for public transportation and make a living out of it. Brilliant, eh? So anyway, there I was, chasing buses and jeepneys early in the morning, which got my heart pumping and built up a sweat. So there's my cardio right there. And I'm not the only one doing this. During rush hour, at least 20 to 50 people are at the same spot trying to catch a ride as well. So I had to hustle. And when I do catch a ride, I had to hold on for dear life. I had to grab hold of whatever I could, a railing, a window, the ledge of the roof, and then somehow get a footing on the bumpers because there were no seats available inside. And right there were my pull-ups and chin-ups. And it's the type of pull-up which you don't even need to count reps or sets, no repeat to failure or fatigue because if you fail, you're dead. Then a couple of miles before my destination, I get to cool down with a brisk walk, 
because traffic is so bad that it's faster to walk. So by the time I reach the gates of the school, I've had a full workout. I'm sweating from head to toe, and mind you, this is Philippines, where it's hot and humid. Imagine a sauna in hell. The workout was built into the lifestyle. You don't have to carve out time to work out. It was right there. Even the diet was built in. Here in America, when the doctor sent me to a nutrition class, they basically told me to portion my food. So whenever I order food, I should have it to go, so I can eat half and bring the rest home. Well, in the Philippines, you don't have to portion your food. Because it's like this. Imagine a regular Big Mac. Reduce it to one-third of its original size and you get the Philippine version of a Big Mac. You don't even have to portion your meals because they already did it for you. But of course, when I got here, one of the first things I did was get a real Big Mac with a side of fries and a Coke. But before I even got to pay for the food, the cashier asked me, Would you like to supersize that? Wow, supersize. Why, of course. Obesity is so big of a deal over here that a law was passed to make sure to put the calorie counts on the labels of all the food that we buy. These lawmakers are assuming that we would consciously read those numbers and actually choose something better. Well, they assumed wrong. People don't read. If we did, we wouldn't take any medication if we actually read all the side effects that goes with it. If we actually read, we wouldn't use smartphones with all the invasion of privacy that is written on those end-user agreements. But I've digressed. The food label law basically forced companies to spend more money on changing their labels. But we barely watch what we eat, let alone calculate calories. That's like doing math before eating. And if there's a lot of food, then that means that's a lot of math, man. Or maybe that was the whole point. If we actually read and calculated, we wouldn't have an appetite for food anymore. Call it bore them to death diet. Back in the Philippines, we didn't care about calories because sodas, ice creams, and pizzas were only for birthdays and holidays. And there were only five of us in the family, so we only get to eat those five times a year. Then we found a workaround, of course, and attended other people's parties. <laughs> I remember back in our grandparents' house in the province, we would even chase down our lunch before we could eat. My cousins and I would be tasked to catch the chicken, cut its throat, drain its blood while staying away from the seemingly endless poop that keeps coming out of the bird, pluck its feathers off, clean out the insides, then fry it in a wood stove, which you had to tend to until you finish cooking. Nowadays, in this first world country of ours, if we are too lazy to get off the couch and hunt for leftovers in the fridge, we'd pick up the phone and call for delivery, or tap on an app for Uber Eats, DoorDash, and whatever you have. But if you are cheap like me, <laughs> I would just crack open a can of corned beef, saute it in onion and garlic, ooh, heaven. In the Philippines, a can of corned beef was already a feast. Here, that's what I feed my family when I'm too lazy to cook. So, if you want to lose some weight, live in a third world country. Live the way they live, with just the resources they have, and I give it three months, 
and you'll lose 60 pounds easy. This is Earl Francis for this week's Rehash. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please remember to hit that support button and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. <laughs>